We're ready for week two of our series, The Gift of Christmas, The Radical Yes of Christmas. And I'm so glad that you could join us uh, uh, this morning. You know, as we open the pages of the New Testament and begin to read the Gospels, we begin to see a stark change from uh, what we read or what we read in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, we reach a defining moment in God's redemptive plan. As history unfolds throughout the Old Testament, we see promise after promise of the, the, that the Messiah is coming. Uh, there's prophecy after prophecy that describes how and when this event would take place. The people of God are filled with anticipation and longing and expectation and just looking for the, the coming of the promised Messiah. And then as we turn the page to the New Testament, we see God saying, yes, the time has come. It's time for the Messiah to be born. God's redemptive plan was a plan that involved risk on a number of levels. And today we're going to look at one of the three principal characters in the Christmas story. We're going to look at Mary, the mother of Jesus. Out of all the participants in the story, this young teenage girl was very possibly the person who was asked to risk the most. Uh, for Mary to, to risk everything and and submit to God's plan really required a tremendous amount of courage and that's what I want to look at this morning I want to look at Mary's courage I mean it must have terrified her when the angel appeared to her um, you, know, you, you know we've become so used to the Christmas story over the years we've sanitized it and you know we gloss over certain elements that are really important to the story uh, for example usually when, when, when you see an angel show up in the New Testament, um, uh, angel shows up and the, the person that sees the angel is frightened or even terrified. Uh, and Mary, as a young teenage girl, when she sees this angel, all of a sudden it's you know standing before her, she must have been terrified. I mean, nothing like this had ever happened to her before. So she, she's terrified. So the angel says to her, don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. And Mary then, you know, she, she gathers her composure, I guess as best as she was able, and, and responds with really a courageous response. Because the thing is, she said, as we see it in Luke one thirty eight, she says, I'm the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. And you know, as you look at that, that's, that's what we're going to focus on this morning is verse 38 right there. I want to ask uh, uh, this morning, where did this courage come from? Where did this young teenage girl uh, uh, get the courage that she portrayed at this, in this moment of time? And how can you and I have the same kind of courage uh, that enabled Mary to respond the way that she did. Um, the answers to the answer to these questions lie in three things about Mary's faith in which her courage was rooted. So let's look at them this morning, the roots of Mary's courage. The first thing is Mary was secure in her identity. 
Look at verse the, the first part of verse 38. I'm the Lord's servant. That's how she answered the angel. I am the Lord's servant. Mary's identity was wrapped up in a relationship with the Lord. I mean, she saw herself as the Lord's servant. Uh, a servant has one job, and that is to do whatever the master directs them to do. You know, it, it's, it's a master's place to determine what, what she should do, and it's her place to obey whatever he asked her to do. It's her place to follow his directives, to follow his direction. Uh, so, you know, how is being secure in identity as the Lord's servant, how is that important as it relates to courage, though? Well, Mary's security was derived from the one whom she served. Okay, she knew who she served. She goes, I'm the Lord's servant, not somebody else's, not a servant of some idea. She goes, I am the Lord's servant. She knew whom she served and she trusted in him. And that's key, that trust enabled her to have the courage to respond the way that she did. You see, it's because she knew the Lord could be trusted that she was secure. I mean, the, the more trustworthy the one she served, the more secure she was and the more confidence she had in what he uh, was asking of her. In addition to Mary being confident in the one she served, she was also secure in who she was. This is interesting. I mean, Mary was just a normal, everyday young girl, just like so many others at that time. She didn't wish that she was somebody else, somebody important or somebody great. She had no aspirations of becoming this great woman of God. She was just an everyday normal young girl serving the Lord. Whatever plans the Lord had for her, that was okay with her. The more secure we are in who we are in the Lord, the better able we will be to face life's challenges with courage rather than fear. I want to say that again. The more secure we are in who we are in the Lord, our identity in the Lord, the better able we'll be to face life's challenges with courage rather than fear. And this leads us to the second thing. Mary was secure in her identity. She was also secure in her role. She accepted the role that she had been given. She didn't ask for it, but unlike Moses, unlike Jonah and Gideon and so many others in the Bible who tried to either run from or avoid their calling, Mary readily accepted it and embraced it, fully trusting that even though what was being asked of her was beyond anything she ever could have imagined, she knew that the Lord can always be trusted. So Mary responded by saying, may your word to me be fulfilled. In doing that, she's embracing the plan that God had for her. In other words, she's saying, okay, I'm in. Whatever this entails, I'm in. 
She accepted the role she was to play in God's redemptive plan. And, she, you know, and, and you know, though she, she didn't fully comprehend all that that would entail, but she was willing to do whatever. And she was willing to risk everything. Whatever the Lord wanted of her, Mary was ready to jump in with both feet. I'm the Lord's servant. May your word to, be, to me be fulfilled. In other words, I'm here to fulfill the role that you have for me. So do what you said. Here I am. Now, I kind of figure that if somebody had asked her before this what she thought about being the mother of the Messiah, you know, what she would think about that, she would have looked at them like they were crazy. Like, yeah, right. She probably did not see herself as qualified or deserving of such an honor. But when the Lord sends her an angel who tells her, this is what the Lord says he's doing, she believed what the Lord said over how she felt. She believed the, the word of the Lord over her feelings. She believed that what she had had that, that what he had said about her was trustworthy. So she responded with courage rather than fear or unbelief or skepticism. And the reason she could respond the way she did was because she was secure in her role. Mary's role was tied up with her identity as the Lord's servant, and she was good with that. <clears throat> Sometimes the level of our courage is based more on our perception of what our role in something should be rather than in what God says he wants it to be. This is what I mean by that. If I'm asked to do something that I know is well within my capabilities, then I feel confident, and when I feel confident, it's easy to move forward with courage. But if I'm asked to do something which I feel is way beyond me, much bigger than me, way out of my comfort level, then I tend to step into it tentatively. But that's really looking at things the wrong way. When God asks something of the believer, our courage comes from knowing that he determines the way he wants to use us. And if we're aligning ourselves with his plan, then we can trust that he has made whatever abilities and resources we will need he is, for that plan, he has made those available to us. We can face down our fear and step out into courage because whatever the Lord calls us to, he will sustain us through. We don't have to fear. We can say with confidence and courage, Lord, may your word to me be fulfilled. <clears throat> now, the third thing about Mary that enabled her to respond in courage was that Mary was determined in her commitment. I think the last part of this verse is worth giving some thought to. Last part of this verse says, then the angel left her. Think about that for a minute. Mary has this unbelievable experience, which 
initially she's terrified but then the angel reassures her no no don't be afraid you found favor with god he unfolds this plan to her where she's going to give birth to the messiah her child her child is going to be the messiah and all these wonderful things about are said about the child she's going to give birth to he's going to sit on the throne of david he's going to his reign will never end i mean some pretty wild stuff right then the angel left her have you ever had an experience that was just too good to be true i mean you're flying high off of that experience all day long you feel like you'd just like to camp out there in the moment forever right it's like your adrenaline's running your blood's pumping you're just excited and confident and yes you know everything is going great but then that moment ends you wake up monday morning and you're back in the real world where things are hard you're not talking to angels anymore instead you're trying to explain to your fiance how you got pregnant the doubts creep in you're starting to question everything the angel said and wondering if he was even real or if it was just imagined. That's when things get tough. You see, it's easy to have courage when you're in the middle of an unbelievable experience. When you have an angel standing there telling you you found favor in God's sight and the Lord's going to do all these incredible things with you and for you. But when the experience is gone, when the angel has left the building and everything looks just like it did before except now you've got some really tough things that you're facing that's when it really takes courage to step into your greatest fears and that courage comes from the depth of your commitment courage comes in when your commitment becomes greater than your fear when you're determined to trust what God said over, the, over what your circumstances are screaming at you in the moment. When the angel leaves, so to speak, and reality sets in, doubt tries to creep in. Fear starts to grip you. That's when it's tough. I like what Raymond Edmund, former president of Wheaton College, said when he said, Never doubt in the dark what God told you in the light. God's word is trustworthy. You can trust in the light and you can trust in the darkest night. Trust that God has put you where he wants you. Trust that he knew what he was doing when he created you the way he did and called you to the role that he has called you to. And determine that you're going to be just as committed to do what he says regardless what your experience at the moment may be. You're going to be committed to do what he says 
Lord, I'm your servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. That's the kind of courage that Mary had. And that kind of courage is available to each one of us. Now, if you have your communion supplies ready, we are going to commemorate what Jesus did for us 2,000 years ago. You see, the reason that Jesus came to the earth was not just to be born in a manger, was not just to go around performing signs and wonders and miracles and healing people. He was born to die. He was born to go to the cross. That was his destination, the cross. And that's what we're going to celebrate and commemorate now because if he hadn't done that, we would be totally lost and without hope. But he did do it, and he did it for you, and he did it for me. Take just a moment. If there's anything that you need to do business with God about, then just talk to him in your heart right now. Scripture tells us that we need to examine ourselves. We should, we should examine our hearts before we take of communion together. And just make sure that everything's right vertically with you and God. I want to read from the writings of the Apostle Paul. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Paul says, The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. He broke the bread. Let's take it together. Then Paul tells us that in the same way, after supper he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's take it together. And then he says, for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And he is coming back. He's coming back for you. He's coming back for me. He's coming back for all of his own who are looking and waiting for him. Let me give you the benediction. Now may the Lord bless you with courage as you step into the plans and purposes he has set before you. May he make your way clear and fill you with confidence in him.
in Jesus name now let's worship some more <laughs>